Hello and welcome to the Daily Reprieve, where we provide essays, speaker meetings, workshops, and conferences in podcast format. We are an ad-free podcast. If you enjoy listening, please help us be self-supporting by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and drop a dollar or two into the virtual basket. Please consider donating monthly by clicking the Donate Monthly button. However, one-time donations are always welcome. Just click the Donate Now button. Now, without further ado, this episode of The Daily Reprieve. Happy to be here with you. And um, yes, my name is Elaine. I'm a sexaholic from Germany. My home group is Munich these days. And um, yeah, um, 11 years sober. And that is really different from being only one year sober, but two years sober when I, you know, I was very happy, you know, to what it was. And now I'm here and I'm sober, but now I'm 11 years sober. And what happened, you know, I, uh, I have this, I, I choose this topic, um, progress, not perfection, spiritual progress, not per- spiritual pro- uh, perfection, because I was in a crisis um, some days always sometimes in a crisis and then with up and down and so and and I I spoke with Luke and I said oh should I do it and then he said yeah perhaps yeah make this title and this title is uh, originally from Elanon I'm also Elanon and um, but it also it's found in the big book and um so but I have to say before currently I want to say what's going on in my head, I said it's a crisis. Also, to just ask for speaking at this meeting uh, with so many people, and um, I was uh, thinking, you know, because it's good to watch the thinking <laughs> uh, in, in this anxiety. So, old timer listening and will judging me because I'm not good enough. I can't give anything. I can't give anything. But also, why I was not invited earlier, you know, because I'm such a celebrity. And, and, and <laughs> <laughs> also, as I am 11 years sober, I should deliver a success uh, story. Otherwise, I'm judged and never invited again because I'm a zero. That all <laughs> fears in action, my stinking thinking mind. And um, I'm often still powerless over the judge- judgmental and self-loathing thoughts. And uh, this other, this high expectation of me is this form of uh, perfectionism, of course. It's, uh, that's a craziness, you know. And why this comes is, is, is all in also in my story, how I was, um, how I grew up. So, and my spell, a special speciality is self-sabotage. That's why, you know, and that's why I was always trembling can i make it you know and also in this program can i make it or okay but um and i found uh, this uh, th- that's a slogan in alan but also i found this in the big book here <clears throat> um it says mm, quote mm, we we are not saints. The point is that we are willing to grow along spiritual lines. The principles we have set down 
are guides to progress. We claim spiritual progress rather than spiritual perfection. You know, that is said here after they uh, uh, laid out the steps. But also before they said and warned us, uh, don't hold on on old ideas and uh, you have to let go absolutely and half measures availed of nothing. And that was is true. And after we do the steps thoroughly, so good as we can, I will change. But uh, I'm, I'm, to be honest, I'm not, uh, I'm recovering, not recovered yet, because there are still some things to do in step nine for me. And I have to travel. And in the Corona times, I couldn't this, this last year. But I was postponing a lot because of perfectionism. I cannot do it. And uh, that's all in this fear, you know. I was uh, stuck in this fear, but still I was coming to the meetings and uh, listening and doing the best I could. And uh, But I hope for, for newcomers when they hear on the, uh, the, that they have not such a long way and don't hesitate too long. But I, I did this, I mean, I did the steps with different sponsors And I couldn't understand also not so much. It, it didn't go so deep. I, I didn't get connections, you know. But now I have, a bit, I have a bit more success also in my ninth step. And um, who is judging? Who can, who can say, you know? Because, you know, um, where I came from, uh, I will just say it a bit, um, um, You know, but uh, hold on. I'm a black and white thinker. I, I have it here. You know, I'm I'm nothing or everything. You know, like I said already. I'm, uh, but I'm I'm. Uh, but that's um, that's not true. I'm on my way. There is progress, and therefore slow or faster progress. But I will never be perfect. There is a process. Yeah. I am human and I'm sick as well. You know, I never should forget this. And uh, I have different expectations. After the steps, I'm good, you know. This slogan tells me the truth and reminds me to be, um, to be gentle of myself and to have patience and also perseverance. Hold on new ideas, of course. I, mean, I, 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 I came to know here the, the, the principles. These new ideas are the principles. And that slogan comforts me also because I come back to acceptance of myself and greet the new day with hope and trust for a good beginning every day and that God is with me and loves me and shows me the way. You know, I can't do it by myself. So if I will fail, what happened, I, I will go on and I have a bond with God. And so I'm going, you know. And by the way, I feel much better than 11 years ago. That's for tr that's truth, you know. So I had my progress already. I can, yo, mm. yeah. So at the beginning of working the steps, I thought I will do them. And then uh, when I'm ready, I'm changed. And that is true. But I'm not as, uh, that's not the same as I thought It will be, you know, I'm 16 now. I have the dreams of a 17-year-old sometimes. You know? That could not be. Um, and I will perfectly lovable without fears and flaws, just a superwoman, you know, that I was, I was thinking. Uh, but um, uh, firstly, I'm not finished. 
and will never be. And also I stay a human being in progress and the, um, the process is slower than I thought. That was my old thinking. Um, that was my old thinking again, you know, that I have to be fixed and then living the dream of my life, my way. These steps are for my lifetime, I learned now. And uh, it's a lifelong medicine. I, I need this medicine. And I, I don't want to miss it. You know, I like it. It's a sweet medicine. It's a way of living. And I could not see, I could not see that when I got sober. Mm. Um, and I have also no, no idea what, what will come, you know, that's all in God's hands. So my, my disease starts perhaps before I was born. I wouldn't just say that because why, why it comes that I'm so crazy, you know, because of the disease or so, but, but how it comes here. Uh, this starts uh, um, perhaps before I was born, yeah, with my mother, father, my ancestors, you know. They were both children, my, father, my parents of the Second World War, father of uh, my young, was a young soldier, and, uh, and then 10 years in France. Uh, and my mother is a te was a teen when the war ended, and they had lots of trauma. My father was then an alcoholic, and I believe also sexualic. He said so, he's an alcoholic, and I knew it. But he was a gentleman, an alcoholic, you know, but um, also a sexaholic. I found his the materials in his um, in, in in the cellar of of his house, and he was also my mother said so a rageaholic at the time when I was a baby, you know. And they divorced when I was three years old. Then I come came in a children's house house. Uh, before that, uh, there were some drama also around this all whole family. I didn't remember, but I know some bits and pieces. Uh, not not very good <laughs> remembrance there. And my my grandmother rescued me from this children's house when I was three, and I lived with this older woman, and I missed my mother dearly. She came to visit me, and but I. I discovered then acting out with um, six. I was fantasizing fair, fairy tales. I discovered this and also had peeping already in different houses to look at what they will come. And, and I see uh, men pee in our yard. And that was also um, electrizing me. Um, uh, I was lusting already. And I have no idea about sex at all, but uh, it's, I, yeah, that was perhaps, it comes, I have no idea why, where it comes from. Um, yeah, I was not good at school at all. I was always in a, in a tension already and also in a depression in a way, you know, and I was also like an adult, I can... I can remember that I was talking like an adult and I was uh, coming in a personality. I wanted to be strong and independent like Huckleberry Finn, you know, and um, like a hero. And that was because I was so lonesome. And um, like I've learned also with Bill W, all the uh, addicts are, lots of loneliness is with us, you know. And um, so... And so I'm. I was because of the stress. I I love to to masturbate when I was young, and then uh, I went to a boarding school with lots of uh, me, um, young young um, 
boys, and I was very much uh, pre pre precocious already, you know. And yeah, but without inner connection. And and with seventeen, I broke. I was broke, you know. I had. I, I, I then I I discovered porn and films from my father, and that is was like cocaine, you know. I really I, I knew or this is. Um, Feeling. I never had cocaine, but I knew the feeling. And then the mixture with LSD brought me into a depression. With 17, I went to a therapy, had one-night stands after that. Then I quit the one-night stands and I stayed with the masturbation. I had a codependency with a man. With 40, I tried to have a child with him, but uh, he don't want it. One. I think it was okay. And after four years, we he... Uh, he sent me out um, because, or he quit because I'm. Um, I was so hanging on him, you know. He should, he she should fill my my hole in my. Uh, she was she, she she he should rescue me. I'm so sorry. He should rescue me, and he couldn't. Of course, you know that is a full blown um, codependence um, relationship. It was. And that was the beginning of I have to found SA. And then God gives me this, uh, uh, yeah, that I knew, knew about SA that comes then. And then it, it was wonderful that I, I could um, be sober with the help of the friends in the program after a year and with the help of God and with this with this tool of giving giving my inventory, my first step inventory, and then that really changed me uh, in a way I get the strength to let it go, you know, and, 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 and I did my steps. And then of course there was, uh, it was really like a hot flame. I don't want it to ever act out again. That was very helpful, but then, you know, it's, uh, the, it's, it's just the beginning. I have then face, I have to face my feelings I love that I have feelings. That was much more orientation when you have feel your feelings in your, in, in in life. And the, uh, I could uh, stay at my work longer, you know. Um, and it was not a good experience as well, but it was better than before. You know, it was much better than before. And uh, now I have a friend in the program. And Eleanor, I mean, a, a girlfriend, but also some male friends, and they, uh, I have more trust in them. They can really be honest with me, and I'm with uh, with them. And I'm, I, I, I want to be with them. You know, I don't want to let them go. It was just before I, when some problems came up or it was a bit boring, I said, mm, I don't want this friend anymore. You know, but now I, I get. I have more bond. Uh, uh, I can more bond. Uh, uh, I can have more deeper relationship with them and a happy relationship as well. And that is, I'm very happy for this. Yeah. So, yeah. So my my um, my experience, strength, and hope and hope is that stay on. Uh, also, when you sometimes you think it's there's no moving no movement or you're stuck or whatever. I can only say I tried it 
always I get a new sponsor. I always had when I when I have problems with a sponsor, it was like I lost my mother again. You know, it was uh, very very harmful for me, and I was always feeling catastrophe in myself. You know, but I I went on and I had uh, I had these friends with me. And uh, at least I have no idea how much time I have still, but um, at least I will say that uh, what is perfectionism for me, you know? Perfectionism is when I want to do it alone on my own this this day. And I'm um, in my head thinking only in my head and, and procrastinate, you know, everything. In the worst case, I judge myself constantly and think the empty uh, the emptiness I feel. Okay, I can't read my, <laughs> my writing. Um, yeah, and there are then and the all the feelings of catastrophe and anxiety is a proof that I'm nothing. You know, it's all. And then I'm going in a pity put in depression, and then of course. Uh, uh, sometimes then the last is is not far, you know that that I know this because that's why I'm don't hold on on this and I don't need to be in depression anymore so long. Uh, after some days, it's gone because I had some tools to go over this. Mm. I feel the lies in this in my head already. You know, I cannot. I don't trust. I don't uh, believe them anymore. And um, yeah, and and. The, the proof that I'm on my way, although I don't believe it sometimes, and I want to make it mad, uh, I want to uh, not believe it, yeah, me. Um, yo, they are, I have sponsors, say, they stay with me, <laughs> they not go away. And uh, I have still my, my, my date of sobriety, it's stable, and that's wonderful, it's a very gift. Um, uh, the, the plants in my house are surviving. <laughs> I have uh, friends and, um, like I said, and uh, yeah, and uh, and and all above. I'm I'm learning. Um, I'm learning from God something every day. You know, when I'm constantly, like it says in the vision, we constantly disclose more to me, to you, and to us. You know. Um, yeah, like I can how I can uh, how I react to my to uh, when I have these character defects. But sometimes I can see it before it's coming. Then I'm then I'm just uh, um, be different to my stepfather or to my fellows. Um, yeah, and I'm. I learn a lot um, when I'm uh, going to my um, amends. I, ha I did my amends with some people already, and that was always a, a loving experience, often, not always, often. And when I did, did service, some that was really true, what comes around, what gets, no, what, when I give something, something comes back. Although, I didn't uh, expect this in this. I, um, the compassion is also growing. I did something out of compassion or of love because I love my fellowship as well. And it something comes back, you know, like another friend or um, I'm, I'm happy that some people are sober because 
they come. I I I, I um I made up a group in near Munich, and I'm I'm happy. You know, that's our feelings I did not have had uh, before. So, so I'm uh, the realistic thing is I'm unperfect and uh, <laughs> not and um, and I need help um, and I'm willing to go to the whole the whole way of the steps as good as I can and with the help of God and um, yeah and there are crises included and it's. Yeah, and if it's perf if it's uh, works or not, it will sh it will uh, the results will show me, you know. And this, yeah, that's it. I think I'm yeah. My biggest fears, you know, uh, again, uh, I, I'm I can, I'm not enough. I can't make it. I will stand in the middle of the road um, uh, as a as a lonesome soul and miss the train like uh, always in my nightmares you know i miss often the train and yeah i, I saw it um so yeah but uh, the, yeah i will uh, for me it's really important to keep coming back uh, do everything to stay sober And I, uh, I have a real bond with you, uh, my fellows. And uh, thank you very much for for you for your honesty that you are here and and go with me this way. Yeah, I'm very happy to be with you. Thank you. Question is the question is like this: um, How do you combine um, excitement and happiness? In other words, you accepted that you're never going to be perfect, but you're still trying to accomplish in life, like opening group in Munich and things like that. Like, how do you combine accomplishing, accomplishing with with um, surrendering perfection? Meaning, you, you, I, I'm I'm not sure if I'm making sense because you, let's say, mentioned uh, you were in like codependent relationships, so you obviously did some codependency work, and. Uh, Like excitement is like a litmus test sometimes for like an addictive behavior. How do you combine happiness and excitement? Where do you measure? How do you set the goal for excitement or not to set yourself up for like a resentment? Um, I hope my question was clear. Yes, thank you. Yeah. I mean, excitement I felt often when I was in love. And I, uh, I can remember I was in love with a sex addict. He came into the rooms and he was an alcoholic again. And I thought, oh, he's, he's in, in um, AA, so he's sober. <laughs> and I was just, um, yeah, attracted to him. And that was excitement. And when I uh, went to him and helping him, he had an, a, a handicapped child. I can I, I know that I was I was wanted to help him but I was also excited. That was I and um and now but but happiness I feel is not threatening me. Um I I can feel happiness when I'm dancing, singing with myself, being with my friend, laughing. Uh, and 
be with my my stepfather Carl in peaceful uh, conversation. That is after perhaps a quarrel. <laughs> that is love. I'm happy for this. And uh, and of course, uh, I'm doing things. I I thought already also this. I have some success in life, but uh, that is you know so. Uh, the other thing that I'm a failure is it's it's not realistic. It's really not realistic. But I, the other things I don't count really. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, and then I can I can manage well. I went to this Pfarrer uh, um, uh, to this church and and and. Made, made this room and so and then also yeah there was excitement I I will uh, show the him that he I'm a sexaholic you know who but will that, will that be you know and then I was happy then he was quite lovely quite nice and I was proud you know <laughs> yeah and uh, and then I see okay I'm proud not too proud please you know you know otherwise I'm a super lady again I want to have this approval from others and uh, and then I, I know already that come down, come down. That's not you alone. And yeah, perhaps it helps. I have no idea. Thank you. Thanks. Mm -hmm. uh, buddy, you're up next. Thank you, Elaine. I'm Buddy. I'm a recovering sexaholic in uh, USA. Um, you said you feel like you're 17. And so I'm 66 and I feel like I'm 13. My mother died four years ago, and I just let go of my mother um, emotionally dependency just a few months ago. I started to really have to, to, to let go. Um, the other thing you talked about was the black and white thinking, and I'm still struggling with that. Um, and that feeling like I'm not good enough. I've been sexually sober 23 years. And I still struggle with that feeling at times. In, in the world, I, I'm, I'm a big success. I'm, I'm retired. I got a big pension. I got money in the bank. I got a house. But inside, I still struggle with that. Um, you also mentioned the Al-Anon. And the, the one thing I got from Al-Anon was don't quit before the miracle happens. Um, it, I was 21 years sexually sober before I finally got through the childhood PTSD. I nearly died as a child. And and it took me 21 years sober to, to be able to break through. We talk about being disconnected um, spiritually, emotionally, and physically. And it took me 21 years to start to physically reconnect to my body. And the experiences are incredibly painful. But I keep coming back. Um, the one other thing you talked about, I loved it, was the LSD. <laughs> I did so much LSD when I was 16, 17 years old. No wonder I'm still crazy. I mean, I don't know what them chemicals were I put in my brain. It's just really good to hear you today. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, buddy. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. I know your story. <laughs> Kathleen, you're you're up next. Hey. Yeah, um Kathleen, sexaholic. Where's Elaine gone? Now she's gone. Where is she? 
Ah, there. <laughs> she moved. I want to thank you very much for your share, Elaine, and congratulations on, on the courage. And I can identify with the perfectionism and um, with the fear. What you said in the end, um, missing the train. <laughs> and I had to think about, um, I heard that from you first, uh, that we are all in the bus. So I think we're all, we're not looking for the train. We're going by SA bus. And, <laughs> and, um, I will never forget, uh, when I started with SA, it was in 2016 and you were there and Gabriele and Claudia, uh, you were the first women that I met in SA and helped me stay sober and to hold on to this program. So thank you very much. And I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Katrin. Juan Carlos. Thank you very much, uh, Elaine. Uh, what a wonderful uh, share <laughs> I have been uh, with you uh, listening, and it's precious. Yeah, for me, I relate with many things uh, with you. Well, firstly, uh, I enjoy <coughs> being your happy face in every meeting. I We both are in, in them. And also, uh, well, uh, about perfectionism, I relate a lot. Because for me, everyone was uh, were, were were better, and so I should be uh, the best. And I couldn't, I couldn't, so it was very painful not be the best in everything. And also uh, about your childhood, I relate because uh, I think I wasn't desired. My my mom, uh, I think she, uh, she didn't desire to to give me to give me birth in my in this world. Um, it took me. Uh, well, I was in a Phoenician retreat, and I found that uh, not only in my early childhood, but also when I was, my mom was uh, pregnant of me. I think I shouldn't be there uh, in her womb, uh, her womb, um, also because uh, she didn't like to to have a boy. She wanted to have a, a, a girl. And also, she was enraged with my with my dad, so I was the cause of, of their problem. So I felt that when I was a little child, that uh, I shouldn't be in this world. But hopefully, I'm here, and therefore I'm better, better. I'm not be I'm not the best, but I'm better than I used to be. So, yeah, thank you. Thank you, Juan Carlos. Lee. Thank you. Hi, my name's Lee, and I'm a real sexaholic, and I wanted to say I very much enjoyed everything you had to say. I think you did a very good job. I, uh, I have the uh, all-or-nothing thinking. Mine is made worse by the fact that I have a bipolar disorder as a mental disease, and I am either very, very high or uh, in despair. And, uh, uh, you know, we say I'm bulletproof in American English uh, sometimes. Uh, but uh, one of the things is that in my recovery, I started very, very early and I developed a lot of shame, which is the word I use. And uh, in English, uh, guilt is about something I've done. Shame is about how I think about myself. I think I'm a terrible person. Um, and uh, I wrestled with that a long time. 
But in the big book on page 124, it helped me a great deal when I read the uh, lines that says, cling to the thought that in God's hands, the dark past is the greatest possession you have, the key to life and happiness for others. With it, you can avert death and misery for them. And every time I help others, I help me because I use for for my dark past is turned into something that is useful and is good for me. So uh, the question might be, uh, what is uh, your uh, experience or thoughts uh, if you have or you whether you use the word or not, uh, do you have the idea of shame? Mm-hmm. Hi, yeah, thank you, Lee, for this uh, help. Uh, this question is a help for me, and it's still in my case that I will do an inventory of shame. I, I did not do it yet, but I know I need to do it. And um, uh, yeah, that's that's a feeling deep in me, but it's not in my, connected with thinking in my head. Still not, you know. I cannot grasp it really. This uh, shame thing. But when I uh, when I feel, I, uh, last time a person said to me, "Hi, Elaine," and I felt shame over coming over me. You know, just I was recognized. And oh my dear, now I'm visible. You know, that was that was very strange because on the other hand, I am a person on screen, you know, I'm an actor, actress. I can I can entertain 600 people like nothing, you know, and I have no shame then, and everybody sees me. So I it's very uh contradictable. Contradiction. Contradictable. I have no idea. I make I make Edmund sometimes English words. So, but I'm very. Uh, I'm. Um, I will. I will see. I'm. I'm happy and open to see the whole range of shame I have, but it's still not really there. Thank you. Thank you, Elaine. Thank you, Elaine. Bill S. You're next up on the list. Thank you. Uh, uh, you know, I uh, remember the first time that uh, uh, I heard uh, someone say that uh, I am an imperfect and worthwhile person. Uh, I didn't know that you could be uh, worthwhile until you were perfect. And uh, I, uh, I, I've uh, uh, held on to that and really made it a part of my uh, uh, of my self uh, image. I am imperfect. I am worthwhile. Uh, apparently, some people considered me to be a pretty good friend. Uh, my wife has stayed with me for 21 years of marriage. So, yes, I'm imperfect, but but uh, I am I'm also a worthwhile person. And I was just looking. I, I've known some of the folks that are on this meeting for many, many years. And, in fact, uh, Lee was in my first meeting when I showed up. Uh, September uh, 4th, 1993. That was over 27 years ago. Um, Lee's not the same man I met 27 years ago. And I, I, God, I hope I'm not the person who walked into that first meeting. 
Um, so the idea that we continue to grow um, and uh, 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 while, while I have a lot of respect for some of the old timers in the, in the fellowship, none of them have gotten to, to perfection yet. But even, even as imperfect people, they have been a great help to me in my recovery. And they've been a help to, I've watched, they've been a help to hundreds, maybe thousands of others. Um, and, uh, and, and Roy talks about, we took the actions of love to improve our relations with others. And it's taken me a while, but I have learned how to take loving actions. And I'm not going to try to go into feelings or anything more. I just take a loving action towards, uh, people. I don't do it perfectly. I do it reasonably, uh, consistently and frequently. And the results have just been absolutely amazing. So, uh, uh, this this is a journey. Uh, I'm in no danger of getting to perfection this week, uh, but I do plan to to stay on the the bus uh, and and ride along with my my friends and fellows. So, Elaine, thank you for sharing, and God bless all of you. Thanks, Bill. Hey, thank you, Bill. Nancy. Yeah, hi, I'm Nancy. I'm a sexaholic. Hi, Elaine. Um, oh, it's wonderful to see you. And I also very much identify with the black and white thinking. I, uh, I love, my plants are still living um, in your apartment. I remember spending time when we were in Madrid at the convention. And um, I will attest to the fact that you've changed since then. You, you just seem more peaceful. You really seem more peaceful. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to know uh, what was it that helped you move from this idea of being perfect to accepting yourself as a human being? Mm-hmm. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, my dear. It helped me. I could take back the question. Yeah, I. Uh, mm, sorry, I could take back the question. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I. Uh, uh, um, what can I say? I. I am having more lovely thoughts of mine. I'm, uh, I can, uh, verzeihen, I can, um, verzeihen, what is it? I can be more tolerant of my own, of myself. I can see that I'm sick when I'm uh, enraged or, uh, or I'm, 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 because I know underneath is a lot of fear. And my sponsor told me when I, my last sponsor, when we go, when we went through the fourth step, I couldn't see my anxiety and my, this, my lies, my, my fears and my lies, and then why I'm reacting of it. And that uh, gives me more compassion of myself. And that was a very key. That was a very key. That was helping me a lot. And then I was also, 
yeah, I was willing. Oh, dear God, yes, I really want to change. You know, I, I go, I, I go with you. I go through this uh, arch and be. Um, I want to be do your will. That was related to it, and and then I can more accept that I'm a loving child of God. You know, and then I, and then of course this this now speaker occasion gives me a lot of help also to to find out between that I'm not to have to be perfect and I don't just don't judge myself anymore it's like don't lust anymore you know that I say go away thought this is a lie that helps me yeah thank you thanks Elaine uh, Claudia, you were on the, the list, but I don't see your hand up. Did you still have a question or comment? Or are you still on? Hi, are you saying Chloe or Kathy? I'm still on, but I'm not available right now. <laughs> okay, that's fine, Claudia. Thank you. Gabri Gabriella, you're next on the list. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hi, Elaine, where are you? I don't see Elaine. And, okay, Max, uh, Max Nix. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know what to say. I'm, I relate a lot. I'm, I'm very emotional. There's a lot. Yeah, I relate a lot. And I also, I would, um, it's very encouraging. Um, one of these days, I also want to speak. I want to be in the center of it and I want to hide at the same time. I have to find out how I can do this. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I don't know if I may say so, but my relationship with you hasn't always been so easy, <laughs> but it's changing. And like Nancy said, I also find that you changed a lot since Madrid. And um, yeah, it's very encouraging. You are just yourself. And uh, actually, I'm, I'm uh, revolving around myself. I would also like to speak one of these days, but... Uh, and and maybe I also can just be myself. I I uh, I I I <laughs> I might also have something to give. And and also we uh, we women in SA who are not twenty anymore. There is a, for me there is a bond. Um, we have sometimes similar stories. And um, my parents also both they they uh, experienced both world wars. <laughs> And of course, there was a lot of trauma in my family, and I don't know. I'm just very emotionally, and I'm um, glad to see you. And today, I had an idea that next on the next face-to-face -face convention, I would like to sing a song with you on stage. And uh, from Johnny Cash, "I'll Fly Away." I don't know if I dare, but uh, it was an idea. <laughs> Thank you. Is it okay? Uh, according to my uh, past beliefs, uh, regress honesty uh, makes me vulnerable. So uh, when I uh, hear uh, Aileen uh, sharing, honest sharing, it affected me and um, really it touched my heart. Um, I see uh, my uh, dysfunctional family uh, and uh, I uh, didn't know uh, how much they affected me. Uh, I was uh, growing in a, a family full of fear, full of shame. And uh, when uh, she said about um, her uh, 
father that uh, he was uh, an addict to. Uh, I just related that it is a family heritage. <laughs> uh, I grew up uh, in a is in in not uh, a good uh, circumstances but i have a choice today uh, i have uh, the other option uh, to be in recovery or uh, being uh, in touch with my illness and uh, blame others uh, for my disease uh, that's it thank you thank you mona all the way from iran suzanne Hi, I'm Suzanne, a sexaholic in Rochester, New York, and um, it was such a joy to uh, to hear you, Elaine. Um, and uh, I I can relate to the childhood trauma. Um, my mother was not prepared to have another child 364 days after her first child, and of course, I was not an easy baby like my sister. So that was. Uh, that was a struggle and it remained that way really through my whole life. I think my, I was very much like my mother, which made us buttheads quite a bit. Um, and, uh, um, and I just, I, I'm so grateful like you are for the gift of recovery because, um, you know, that's how I've really come to accept myself and others. I, I can be very judgmental. And uh, so I'm grateful for that opportunity to learn how to accept and let go and let God. Um, and I too struggle with perfectionism. Um, but again, it's it's recovery. It's the 12 steps that help me to recognize that, you know, it's okay. I know it, I remember the first time my sponsor said, it's just the way it's supposed to be. I'm like, what are you kidding? There's so many things that aren't the way they're supposed to be. <laughs> But I recognize that if I don't accept them first, I can't change anything. And of course, really, I can only change myself. But but acceptance has to come first in any case. So thanks for sharing. Thank you. Thanks, Suzanne. And we go back to Iran. Moeen. Yes, thank you, Daniel. My name is Moeen. It's all from Iran. Thank you, Lane, for your great share. I really appreciate for your experience, strength, and hope. Um, just wanted to ask some question and ESH on, on the situation that I'm in now. Uh, I'm, I, I started to do my fourth step for the, I guess, fourth time or fifth time in the SA and I've worked the fourth step in, in other 12 steps programs before SA and also after SA. And um, although I have worked this, this step for, I guess, seven, six or seven times in different other programs, but um, but I still have a lot of resistance and, and a lot of uh, fear and pain in, inside me and I, and I don't want to do that again. Um, I, I just wanted to um, hear some, some ESH on that from you and your experience about the resistance against doing the first step. Yeah. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah, it's uh, um, I had this um, 
step four to nine and is for me the inventory four to nine they're all this that's the stuff and um I was with a sponsor and she told me things and I didn't understand really. I wanted to understand, but I couldn't find me there what she was talking to me. I couldn't. I have no idea why. Uh, and then we quit. And then I had another sponsor and I put very um, brave, this like step into action, the things into the um, columns. But also I couldn't see the feelings inside. I, I, it was more in my head, you know. And I was a bit of also disappointed then we had no time anymore for doing the ninth step. There was some, the sponsor was, couldn't do it yet. Three kids, I was, I went to America for this and that is very special, my, my story. But what I said, <laughs> and then I, I was so disappointed, you know. And in, in the Germans have uh, the Germans have the problem. Not so many recovered people around women. So I have to reach out to America or other uh, countries. And my English is not so good. I I I learned as English in SA. To be honest, really, I need to, you know, because otherwise, I have a sponsor now, and another sponsor, an English sponsor. Ugh. You know, but now I have two German-speaking sponsees. What a relief, you know. Now I can think more also German that because that is more related to my feelings as well. And um, I, what helps me is to do a very thorough, a very good one to three step also. And what, me, what helps me was a clear-cut instructions from the big book not the white book, the big book. And that I get from the BBA, the big book awakening people in Denver. And I now translate a book and that all put the sentences from the big book into questions to me. So I relate much more as an, what an addict, what an addict is. I, this book speaks to me very personal now. And that makes a change. That makes it, it was more alive, you know, and more, I had more a ground that was really, that was not a sponsor's meaning or just soul, without soul. It was really, I, I, I connected with this first hundred people, AA people, <laughs> that helped me also. So try again and, uh, and let it, and this prayer, please God help me to set aside everything I think I know. And I did last for new experience in an open mind. And I need this recovery. I insist of being happy and joyous and free here on earth. And so I go forward again. Good luck. I would like to thank you for listening to this episode of The Daily Reprieve, the best source for experience, strength, and hope for SA members. Please subscribe to this podcast to be alerted of new episodes. Please show your support by donating to The Daily Reprieve by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and choosing either monthly donations or a one-time donation by clicking Donate Now. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for the next episode of The Daily Reprieve. Thank you.